So there's path and fruit, the world of the aggregates, Kanda, and unconditioned, the Chitta awareness and Chitta Sankara, all the various activations, karma tendencies, results, perceptions, feelings, emotions, mm, psychologies, mm, conditioned through uh, revealing, handling the conditioned, increasing uh, honesty, accuracy, skillfulness, the conditions are allowed to unfold, unravel, and condition is revealed. Sometimes described as a descent, which is an interesting term, descent rather than ascent, rather than climbing into it. The phrase is used the descent or just something drops, drops away. It's a small point, one word. So often in terms of uh, practice, we're really trying to climb out, get on top, manage, master, get over. (laughs) You know, you feel these things pulling out, you really want to rise out, pull up. Mm. I think uh, very often part of the process, the heat, the process of the path is, you know, to, to certainly climb out or push away distraction, going out, and then a, a real acceptance of the, the forms, the mind forms that arise, the involuntary ones, you know, the reactivities and the irregularities that we feel so uncomfortable about. We like our lives to be regular and smooth and steady and progressive. Kind of gentle, a gentle, smooth movement upwards. Like a, a nice, gentle, sustained, smoothly ascending <laughs> into the serenity of the unconditioned. <laughs> and what happens is it's a sort of a lurch. <laughs> And a, and a sink and that kind of things welling up and so you know we see a process of deep attention you start to uh, look at those spluttering thought mechanisms uh, that are stumbling out and explaining and, and justifying and, uh, and imagining how long will this go on for and will I be, you know, why is this and why am I aware of and, and that kind of thing? It's almost, you, this is like a, a fly stuck in the, in the, in the tree court, right? <laughs> Scrabble its way out. And this uh, little sheer, uh, some of the weight or the intensities of the, of the uh, unresolved dukkha. Uh, so, the kindly process is just that we stay on the edge of that and try to name in a spontaneous and um, 
non, non-academic way <laughs> what this feels like this is the, the sinking this is the flaring this is the heat this is the collapsing this is the endless itchy restless this is the sense of guilt you know the, the weight as if I'm buried you know as if I am crippled mm. it really matter some of these terms if you get really um, right on the mark you feel a resonance in your heart that's what I've been really trying to get away from most of my life or a good part of it get to these the process of deep attention and inquiry can take you back into some of these primary patterns in which my personhood has been an attempt to you know get myself away from to be able to uh, seal off then we descend into that no, descent sounds like a, a desperate thing, but it really means coming into the bodily reference. Mm. So, into how you sense it in your body. And uh, once you come into the, that and the wholeness of the body, there's a chance for that discharge. You see, so discharge is very much, that's that's. So like that's a descent, isn't it? Roughly speaking, it's the same sort of mood of discharge. But instead of just descending into despair and descending into hopelessness, which isn't a true descent, it's just a, another layer. You know, we descent here is beyond self, beyond the self. It's not even a bad person or a confused person or a, or a crazy person or a hopeless person it's just those some of those tenacious and difficult layers of loss and uh, uh, feeling so lacking you know something really fundamentally missing you know which are those layers of of a sort of despair or trauma some of this is not even what one has done but what has been given done to you or what has not been done it seems to me that as I practice and attend to people, you know, I am often uh, painfully and poignantly aware of what has been what has been missing. The mm, real kind of uh, a love, fundamentally a wholeness and acceptance, a, a blessing, mm, a welcoming into this. So even beyond what what has been done which sometimes can be very difficult of incidents difficult incidents to me the, uh, the greatest um, difficulty for people is what has not been done because you don't know you don't know what isn't there clearly because it isn't there you don't know it you don't know what isn't there and so you think there's something wrong with you that, that sense of absence of lack of something isn't there it's because I am not enough of something. You know, that can be that. But instead, you know, if we really uh, recognise the I am is both an attempt to 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 establish a, a sense of a, a, um, 
stable, uh, effective, uh, acceptable, competent, clear, whatever entity, and recognize it's it's that is a construction. And at a certain point, however helpful it's been, it's also a, a barrier to our deep uh, discharge of the pain of being. And, and being is essentially painful. I don't see it's acutely agonizing, it's just a, there's a certain dull ache in it, <laughs> the, the weight of it, the, uh, the um, separateness in it, uh, the sense of there always have, there's going to be another thing you have to deal with. There's going to be something else that comes and goes. Another, you know, and all the signs, the kind of feeling of. <sighs> <laughs> Another, you know, uh, another, another. And when does this, when when do you get out? I mean, you know, I don't want to sound too gloomy about it, but uh, because there's also what can arise with that as you meet it is a sense of courage and faith and compassion. And you realize, well, maybe, maybe being happy isn't the best thing. You know, being happy all the time isn't perhaps what's most, the best thing. Perhaps what's better is patience and compassion and relinquishment. And, you know, because perhaps that's going to last me longer than just feeling happy. It's, a, it's, it's more, perhaps more secure, more stable than feeling happy. But I don't reject feeling happy. I rather like being happy. <laughs> but it doesn't, it's not there all the time. It doesn't mean it, the opposite of happiness is misery. There can be a happiness and there can be the, just the... Mm, Sort of equanimity, something like that. It's like this now, separateness. Mm. Like this. The aggregates, when we experience the world of the aggregates, feeling, that's yeah, we, we feel. Mm. Sanya perception, we perceive, we recognize. Mm. We have meanings. We have places that are dear to us, we have people we are fond of, we grow fond, mm. we form friendships. Yeah. It's like that. That's the world of the aggregates and you have to allow that to be what it is and you let it, let it teach you. So trying to be an unmoved self isn't, seems to be a, a slight trying to climb out <laughs> of the uh, of this existence and, and it seems to me more the discharge is to have those waves of happiness, unhappiness uh, getting it right and making mistake and just finding there is a, there is a place where that allows the rise 
pass more gracefully, more prompt, more effectively, rather than kind of ricochet of of secondary effects of I am, I'm not, where, how, you know. And so it's like rather like this. Existence is like this. Remember, this thing, this was just one of these un- unknown reasons I just remembering when poor John of his uh, Ajahn Chah, I think one of Ajahn Chah's most uh, early disciples. So he's been a monk for a long time. He came to stay at Amarwadi for a good period of time. And then poor John was, um, he was, he was a character. Yeah, he was a character. You know, one of the old kind of Tudong monks of old is out in the jungle, get malaria, you know, the whole thing that he did, living under a mosquito, and it's half starving, and uh, incredibly resilient, and uh, uh, just such a, such a, such a warm heart. The theme of the, uh, the two long trainings is, is toroman, which means to, to torture or torment. <laughs> and... Uh, so he he was he was good. It was always done in a kind of slightly there was a slightly playful quality to it, you know, because it was never really vicious. It was always things like you know, a tea turns up, and he had this thing like on the on the uh, tonight because in those in those days in, they'd only got hot drink like once a once a fortnight hot drink, you know, and so the hot drink with sugar in it. You know, normally it's just rainwater you're drinking. So on the, on the Wompra night, they'd come in, they have this kettle, so, you know, something like sweet coffee or sweet tea, and it looks like, whoa, you know, it's coming in, this is, they're going to get their hot, their hot drink, you know, once a fortnight. So, that, so they'd bring their kettles in, and then Lord Paul John, oh, okay, he'd give a double talk, you know, and this is a double talk. <laughs> <laughs> He'd come on for an hour or so, and he'd come on for another hour or so, and he, and he knew that he knew they were thinking about the hot drink. <laughs> he'd come on for two or three hours. Oh, we do kill our defilements. We got to get rid of these calaises. And, <laughs> and, and, and then just you know, pausing. Think, we'll do some chanting now. Okay, we'll do some chanting. Now we we'll give the precepts. You know. So it'd be like three or four hours or so at least. And then he'd look around like he'd never seen. Oh. It's some hot drink you know? like, he'd never, like he'd never noticed, you know. <laughs> That's why it would be like something to drink. <laughs> there was always that kind of, you know, they go, mm, very funny, you know. <laughs> so it's this, you know, so he was, he was a character. And uh, you know, so they, they have they this, they gave him the room at Amrawati and... Uh, and then somebody found it. They had a, a like a video or DVDs or whatever they are, these kind of things. I, I'm so out of it. Uh, somebody set up this DVD of the Jataka story. And the big one of, of the ties is the Vesantara Jataka, the last birth of the Buddha, where he be, becomes king of uh, Prince Vesantara, where he has to develop generosity to the ultimate. 
when the test is, you know, he gives away his elephant and his country and his kingdom and his jewels and everything. And then you know, I say, whatever anybody wants, I'll give. And then so this, you know, they send a test down, this Brahmin says, I want your children, you know. So is it, and, and his wife. So, of course, this is incredibly poignant, you know, scenes in this movie because they, 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 they make a big drama out of it. And sometimes they do it in the monasteries where they, where they actually go through the, bit, the parts and play it out in the monasteries. And everybody's, you know, in tears and falling apart because it's very poignant. So he's sitting there and they give him this Visantara Jataka to look at and he's looking at it. And tears are rolling down his face. <laughs> he said, it's just what happens. <laughs> it's just the aggregates doing what they do. <laughs> he's not trying to be sort of like made out of rock. <laughs> yeah, someone, you know, who endured painful things, you know, suffer from malaria, been tortured relentlessly <laughs> by Ajahn Shah. <laughs> in, in that way, you know, in that, in that way, it's never cruel, but it's always, you know, a little poke, something, they've been through a lot of it, and uh, endured an immense amount of physical pain, and discomfort, and disease, and hardships, and so forth, but very simply, you know, still able to be moved by a, by a, by a, you know, present video like that. Mm-hmm. Which we might have kind of so what, yeah. So it's like that, you know. And then there it is, you just let it move through. There it is, you know. And maybe one time it won't, but right now that's the way it is. And then it moves through. So as I was saying, you know, part of this uh test of this process, the arising and passing, is, is to allow things to arise. Mm-hmm. And then to be, have the spaciousness, the timelessness, this doesn't have to change, this doesn't, I don't have to understand, I don't have to figure, I don't have to become something else. You know, the more that one can get these subtle qualities of self, then the process can move on, and there's this sense of something has been like a conversation, a non-verbal thing has been allowed to express itself and it's said. And I think for many people there's, a, there's conversations they haven't had for 35 years with themselves or 40 years. So there's quite a few that need to have their say. And be heard, and developing that quality of, you know, I don't have to be always on top of this, or even understand it, or have a time, certainly have a time frame on it, or feel happy all the time. You know, sometimes it's just bearing with, bearing with, with faith. Now, is there anything that I'm deliberately doing that is obstructive, anything that I'm consciously aware of or I'm obstructing or clinging or fighting or blaming, can I release that? Anything that I'm only half consciously, you know, resisting, blaming, 
uh, blaming myself, worrying, can I just, re- can I release that? Yeah. Anything I'm hoping for, I'm wishing would happen, that I can let go of. Anything that I really am ashamed of that I never want to be, can I let go of that? (laughs) But not in a kind of give up way, but in a clear hold the space. Yeah. You know, something in us, I think it's quite reasonable to, uh, as we go through some of this process of acknowledging pieces of experience that perhaps have not been fully attended to, pieces that we never really got established. We didn't really know how to handle, we never really knew something like self-respect or kindness towards ourselves. And this is the place where where it's going to be learned deeply. This is the time to learn it. But it seems in a way that there's something always incomplete. There's always a hole somewhere. Because that's what existence is about. That's what it is to be born. We're all born with something like a hole that never gets filled. When one tries to unconsciously it's a lot of stuff it just reflects it you know put something into that some attitude some attitude into it and to me it's like you one can come to the edge of that and you feel that uh, sort of craving to to feel to become to have have it sorted out or to basically find something to occupy oneself with and uh, more and more I feel that I have personally seen the the defectiveness uh, of those strategies which first of all I was not even aware of at a very reflexive level and gladly I note that there's that wave of dissonance, sorrow arises I just pause with that itself it starts to change and the the whole becomes something much more like an open space no longer uncomfortable mysterious of another reality not really empty in a vacuous way but open, open in a welcoming way, welcoming maybe too simple a term, but open in a, I'm available for whatever needs to be said, heard, felt, sensed, I don't necessarily like it, (laughs) but, you know, something realises this is the place where those things can be whatever needs to be uh, said, heard, felt, experienced can be released and with whatever it feels like I'm saying much of our practice is, is um, 
you know, ga- gaining, uh, we need the, uh, uh, the indriya, the faith. Uh, it's perhaps the you know, mm. most difficult to, to word. It's something you can't exactly say, I will now develop faith, but just the uh, process of experiencing the, uh, the noble truths and the uh, changeability and the not-self, the process of fully experiencing that, you do get some gut-level loss of panic. <laughs> As we call that faith. <laughs> Starts like that, just... I've been here before, <laughs> this is like this, <laughs> uh, losing the panic. <laughs> uh-huh. It begins like that. Uh, and then, yeah, some sense of a growing uh, confidence that the, this, uh, this too will, something to learn here, uh, something to process here. And, uh, Increasingly, through practice, you begin to recognize, yes, I have processed, I have experienced uh, uh, very confusing experiences, I have experienced uh, great sorrows or panics or fears, I have, and it's okay, I survive, I'm here, awareness is here. So you see, you know, the faith of the Buddha I once uh, one of his beautiful one of his beautiful surveys saying you know um, goes through the dependent origination around you know as you recognize you know uh, becoming birth uh, dukkha and he says then dukkha is a condition for the arising of faith and faith is a condition for the arising of you know, gladness, confidence, joy, liberation. So you get the sense of, and it's very interesting. You know, it doesn't say faith comes from, arises, in this case, you know, something we believe in. No, faith arises from dukkha. Because dukkha is a condition. Uh, it's not a reality, it's a condition of what we call existence. But remember, there's a difference between existence and reality. Existence is what manifests. Reality is the non-manifest. Reality is the subject that you you can never name. Reality is the here. There's no fixed location. Reality is the awareness that has no attribute. Reality doesn't pass, doesn't arise. Existence is the rest of it. So faith, seeing our response to the dukkha of existence is to, you know, handle it, acknowledge it, name it, uh, become more available to dipping your hands into it in a conscious way in an increasingly more shameless way, fearless way uh, honest way Mm. an increasing sense of 
wait a minute, this is this, this is this, this is this, clarity of discernment, seeing, oh yeah, this, this is a nature to be, won't be aware of this. This sounds so kind of cliched, but there, there can be uh, that discharge of the intensity and the, the feeling gripped by and underneath it all too right? and you, you've all we all experience that we all experience definitely the weight I'm sure of feeling overwhelmed but then you know that's the wave as it crashes over and then the wave moves on that's the nature of the condition so to, to stay with to bear with and there are hindrances that are and difficulties that are resolved through distinct means to combat you know so this quality of ill will I resist yeah so there's times when it's like that uh, this quality of, of, of recrimination I resist this quality of of uh, sense desire I restrain from there are some ways in which that's appropriate that asala is appropriate yeah. and there are hindrances that are, are asava outflows that are dealt with through understanding this is who is this now who is, who is this who is she who is he can you receive that one and hindrances asava that are released just through endurance not a hard endurance but that patience humility openness just to, to keep faith with oneself with the practice some things you just have to weather through and who knows, I don't know but you know, you have various you try this, you see that, sometimes it's okay for now, I don't know and that has to be okay because I can't always know but I sustain faith in, in one's awareness, in practice, in myself so some of the asava are abated through that asava means this welling up outflowing flood where you feel that suddenly the surging rushes over and you're you're upside down in it that's asava and sometimes it's just you just go you just you go down for eight you could say <laughs> you just roll with the bunches and <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and that was certainly, you know, quite a, quite a big. Well, maybe what's called principal teaching at Wat Pong was just what torn means: be patiently endure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. try the rest of it. But really, that one is the one where there's no, there's no self strategy in it. <laughs> you know, you can't get good at. Oh, but now I do this and that, and that's all down. They tweak me on like that. Now this is just. <laughs> 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 and 
it's like that, you know. It's <laughs> a very simple thing, you know. you know. When it gets very hot in Thailand, it's like up in the, you know, 110 degrees of, of heat, or it's very hot, very humid, and uh, it's just, you just basically, you know, you crawl under huts, you lie on the tile floors, and you still. <laughs> Cooked. <laughs> uh, uh, so I was already saying, you know, I really don't, don't, really don't like this. I don't like this. And the Ajahn said, well, nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. None of us like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> It's just <laughs> painful feeling. <laughs> painful feeling, and how long? Nobody likes it. And eventually, you just you see those things of someone I could go crawl to. Oh, there could be. I oh, will be over in an hour. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just you give up, and that's where the uh, you know you feel. Oh, there is a ground. There is a ground. The ground of relinquishment, and that's that's the kind of, that's the part of the, the uh, rationale behind these uh, these Toraman practices, you know. Not, but sometimes life is a, is already a torture. <laughs> you don't need to put it on. But uh, these things where you you know the meal turns up and you have to wait for an hour, big deal, really. But you know what Tanha's like. This is reasonable. My rights. What's he being? It's more unkind. We should be able to. After all, you know those kind of spluttering noises <laughs> you go through. It. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> oh, wow, it's good to hear those ones. <laughs> what a rage and a fury frustration. Great, good. Yeah, let it, let it, let it. And then I. Felt what need to be, you know, feeling all that stuff, and thought you shouldn't be there, but actually you almost don't want it to be there. If that's the way it is, hate everybody, feel miserable, feel angry, okay, and and it's sort of the tantrum of life. <laughs> yeah, you know, the tantrum about the total injustice and unfairness of life takes you to, to, to the ground and then you think, okay, something to be noted here. Mm. Yeah, because it's like that existence is deep, deeply unfair <laughs> and, uh, and one recognises, you know, ashamedly uh, sometimes that just you know, you look at other creatures, other animals, you think, geez, well, it's so, like two years of life, they've got no doctors, <laughs> they can't cr- cruise into a supermarket, get some food, <laughs> <laughs> they've got no shelter, <laughs> there's other creatures trying to eat them. <laughs> Not fair! <laughs> <laughs> raccoon kind of snuggled up in a dump bin you know with a damaged arm it's not fair 
where's the doctor? Where's the medicines? You, know? you see other creatures, you think, geez, wow. And you see other humans, you know, 20 million people starving in, in uh, Yemen and, and North uh, uh, Somalia and so 20 million people starving, their babies starving, you know, helplessly watching their children die. It's not here. You know, and, uh, and then, you know, you can see that, and you still feel this something going, <laughs> it's not fair for me. And <laughs> uh, in a way, it's, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's jarring, and yet it's the same nerve that's hit. It's the same nerve, nerve of existence. And you feel what happens in that place. And you let that voice cry, speak. This discharge. Where the aggregates stop aggregating. So, pause there for today. And, uh, you know, blessings to all of you. It's uh, it's deceptive in some ways. We're just a group of people living in a little house, and the food is here, and so on. It should be fairly comfortable, and comfy, you know, it's laid on you. Yeah, you realise it is it's deeply challenging in many levels, and uh, clearly, you look at how many people can do this at the time, the capacity to do it at that time in their lives to do it, how many people really get the chance to do it, also how many people would willingly sign up for it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so you don't necessarily see uh, your strengths and your virtues, To you see your suffering, but just do remember if you're part of this, this is something to, I say this is skillful say nostalgia if you like but still skillful attachment or a skillful mark you know this I am part of this yeah uh, something in my chitta interest in this even though it's uncomfortable my chitta is marked is in you know attuned to this territory you know it's prepared to pay what it costs to be in this territory is to prepare to bear with what it takes to bear with to be in this territory, yeah. And so, when then you have, can have faith in your chitta, because it's heading for the right way. And as it's said, if it's heading for the right way, and you stay in touch with your practice, it's impossible that it cannot bear good fruit. And the one, 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 the one,